Chapter 2 A week earlier, her father had informed her of Lord Creven's intentions by listing the facts in order of importance. He's very rich, her father had said. He's a noble, and he's interested in you. Rhea had been sitting on the wobbly stool in the kitchen, rocking back and forth and enjoying the slightly uneasy sensation as the short leg went thunk against the floor. When her father got to the last bit, she was in mid-wobble, forgot to catch herself, and nearly fell sideways onto the cat. What? He wants to make an offer for you, her father said patiently. For a rather absurd moment, all Rhea could think of was that he wanted to buy her like he would buy a horse or a sack of flour, and she wondered how much she'd be worth. Quite a bit more than a sack of flour, probably not as much as a good horse. Several goats, at least, I should think. Wait, what? He wants to marry you, said her mother gently from where she was stirring the soup. Marry me? This is going to take a while, her aunt muttered, punctuating each word with a chop of a knife on the cutting board. You all knew about this? Rhea asked, rising to her feet. She wasn't sure which was more infuriating, that some stranger was interested in marrying her, or that her whole family had apparently known about it without immediately telling her. At the moment, the second one was the only thing she could focus on. Marriage was so far from her thoughts that it was like some far-off foreign country, possibly with elephants. A noble? He's a friend of the Viscounts, said her father. He has lands. Well, I'm not quite sure where. I think he has a hunting lodge nearby. Rhea tried to absorb this and failed utterly. But you knew about this? she said to her mother. Do you not want to get married then? asked her mother. No! And then, when the blatant untruth of that hung in the air, well, eventually, I hadn't much thought about it. Well, why don't you take a few days to think about it? said her mother, still in that gentle, implacable voice. Which meant, take a few days to resign yourself. Which meant, we don't have a choice. It wasn't fair when her mother used that voice. Trying to resist it was like trying to kick a blizzard. But just think, you'll have a whole house to yourself. And servants, put in her aunt. Rhea looked at her father, hoping for a reprieve. He seemed exhausted, and his mask of enthusiasm was strained around the edges. Rhea, sweetheart, you know that it's been harder to make the rents lately. Faced with this united front, Rhea did the only thing she could think to do, which was to storm out of the cottage and slam the door behind her. It would have been a lot easier if her parents had been wicked, she thought later. It wasn't that she particularly wanted to be fattened up and eaten, or turned into a donkey, or forced to wear hair shirts and ashes like the children of wicked parents in fairy tales. But if your parents were wicked, you needn't worry about pleasing them. When they were doing the best they could, you had no traction at all. She sat under the stairs at the mill and brooded. It was a good spot. You could watch the stream from between the steps, but you were unlikely to attract the attention of any passing swans. Mills are full of grinding gears and grinding grain, so they tend to vibrate a great deal. 
It took two separate foundations to keep the mill from shaking itself apart. So the cottage where Rhea lived with her parents and her aunt was not attached to the mill. It lay on the other side of a broad field, a little ways upstream. If she leaned out sideways and craned her neck, she could just see it. Their home was a large, neatly kept cottage with a well-tended yard full of chickens. Hollyhocks grew along the side, in shades of red and violet, unless magic had gotten into them again, in which case they had a tendency to go plaid. Rhea loved living there. She hadn't realized that, not until her aunt had said she would have a whole house to herself when she became Lord Creven's wife. The prospect of losing the cottage had never occurred to her before. She was surprised by how much it hurt. Sure, her aunt was a skinflint and could be grumpy. And sure, Rhea's bedroom under the eaves echoed with the sounds of her dad snoring downstairs at night. Yes, wind crept through the chinks in the wall.